Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. I got something I want to talk about to you. Welcome to another edition of Communication Mixdown. I'm Liam Armstrong. Today's show is titled Pay Me What You Owe Me, and it's a deep dive into how internships and unpaid placements are being framed in the media, especially with discussion concerning these um, intensifying. An internship or a placement is a period of work experience offered by an organisation for a limited period of time, and they're typically undertaken by students and graduates looking to gain relevant skills and experience in a particular field. Vocational placements provide students with the opportunity to apply the theories and skills they've learned while studying in the professional workplace. But both of them have come under heavy fire for the potential exploitation and financial distress they place students under. Unsurprisingly, for an industry that relies so heavily on unpaid internships, it's a topic that greatly interests media commentators and journalists. A recent junkie headline asks, are unpaid internships exploiting students, whilst the Australian recently highlighted findings that student internships lead to jobs. Last year, a major investigation by the ABC summed it up when they stated, while some say that their internship helped them land their dream job, others warn that Australia is at the tipping point of an internship culture that legitimises worker exploitation, undermines the job graduate market and entrenches class inequalities. This is a subject I've got a personal stake in. I've done elective and university-mandated unpaid internships, doing intensive creative labour for free with the promise of career advancement as the carrot on the stick. I'm not alone. Students in nearly every field are often required to do unpaid internships or placements as part of their degree requirements. So our first guest today is Georgia Mantle, who's decided to do something about this situation. Georgia is a social work student and long-term activist who's recently launched the Students Against Unpaid Placements campaign. The campaign's a grassroots movement started by students who want to see the end, an end to the exploitation of interns and internships and placements. It's calling for better government funding and student support during these practicums. Welcome to the show, Georgia. Thanks for having me, Liam. That's okay. So um, what inspired you to start this campaign? Why do you think unpaid placements have become such a concern in Australia and we're seeing a lot of media coverage and investigations into them? So I guess what inspired me to start this campaign was the fact that I am undertaking an unpaid placement. Um, As you said, I'm a social work student and I'm required to complete a 1,000 hours of unpaid labour to get my qualification as an accredited social worker. Um, With myself and my friends, we basically were realising how much stress we were under. Mm. Um, We were told by our universities things like we should just save to do our placements, which I realised for a lot of students is just impossible. 
Mm. I think also a reason that it's becoming more of a talked about thing now is that there is more talk about how expensive it is to live. We're having more conversations about how um, rent increases, how generally cost of living has increased so much um, with things like New Start and Youth Allowance not being at a level that people can actually support themselves on. Students are really suffering and that's more clear now than ever. Um, I think that they're alongside degrees like mine, which has always required a degree of a certain amount of placements. There are degrees, like you said, you did media, law, which are now starting to encourage more and more unpaid internships or unpaid placements for course credit, which I think is a real shift in the way the education system is working. Yeah, you've touched on a lot of the things I was going to ask you about. Maybe I'll, I'll jump to one of them. So, like, yep. obviously the need for better support of students doing unpaid work reminds me of the constant discussions we see in the media of the need to raise new start. But despite mm-hmm. the fact that there's this huge amount of coverage in the media and broader community support, it doesn't translate into policy action. So why do you think mm-hmm. there is such a disconnect when people see like a need for something and there's just so much coverage as it plays out in the media but then no real action seems to ever substantiate from it? Yeah, I think ultimately it's the way in which welfare is viewed within this country and within politics. Um, People on welfare, whether it be New Start or Youth Allowance, are constantly considered to be the undeserving poor. Um, where people who are supposedly just taking money off the government and not really giving anything back. And I think that that stigma is really ingrained in a lot of the sort of like public idea of what welfare is, and it's really stuck with a lot of politicians. Um, Yeah, I think there's that, and then there's also this aspect um, which I've faced a lot in this campaign around students against unpaid placements, which is, oh, well, we had to do it mm. years ago, so maybe you should just deal with it. Um, so sort of comparing experiences now of student being a student to experiences 20 years ago, which I think is a really unfair comparison. Um, this year, 35,000 students in in Quebec actually went on strike over unpaid placements and it um, was arguably the biggest media story um, over there for quite a while. Mm. Um, I know you've spoken to some of the organisers. Why were they so successful and how did they get their message out in the media to get so much coverage and attention? Yeah, so I've reached out to some of the organisers over there because, um, you know, if I was going to try and organise a similar thing here, I thought I should try and see how they were able to do it. Um, I think that there was a really clear message um, and I think that there were a lot of people over there that realised that this was unfair and I think that really helped. Um, I think also there were a lot of students just ready to to actually take action and rather than just saying, acknowledging that it was unfair, they were willing to do something about it and and that meant ultimately going on strike from their placement. Um, I think they also just had a lot of great engagement with um, various media outlets that were really interested in hearing students' stories. And I think that is one of the things that is the most moving um, and one of the most successful in getting across why this is so unfair, which is listening to the experiences of students on placement 
and the things that they have to sacrifice or the experiences that they will have just to be able to get through this. Mm. Um, something I found interesting when um, researching the media coverage about those strikes mm. is that they often like reject an official leader or spokesperson. Yes. Um, why yeah. do these sort of campaigns have such a decentralised strategy even with, for example, their media strategy? Well, I think it's something that's really good about having a decentralised organising structure like that is that you're really saying this isn't about one person. And, you know, I'm even coming here and speaking to you, but this isn't about just me. This is about students not just in social work, not just at Sydney University where I study, but it is about students across the country in a number of disciplines. And I think that really stops the media from honing in on just one individual and stops individualising this struggle. It pushes them to say, no, this is actually bigger than one person or one student. It's about a real structural issue. Mm. And I think by doing that, that tactic that they had of being like, we don't have one leader, we're a collective of people, was really successful in doing that. Yeah, um, on everything we've just been discussing, obviously here in Australia the campaign's being run heavily through social media at the grassroots mm -hmm. level and I've seen that like the page has been sharing submissions by students who've struggled with these placements and their personal yep. stories. Um, what sort of stories have been submitted? What sort of reactions are you seeing to this social media campaign and why did you think like soliciting them and sharing them was so important? Yeah, I think that while, you know, it's not about individuals. There are some individual stories and experiences of people that I think people need to realise. I think people need to hear the sacrifices that students have to make to get through this. And I think that it actually does also really help other students going through this to feel like they're not alone. Because at the end of the day, our placements often take up five days a week. We barely have class time. So we really do lose our sort of sense of community. We might be the only student on placement in an organisation. And I think knowing that we're in this sort of together helps to foster a sense of community um, and also helps students to come together to realise that, yeah, things do need to change. Um, in terms of some of the submissions that we've had, um, we've had things about students having to buy meal replacement shakes instead of food because that's a cheaper alternative. We've had um, many submissions about students doing um, what I guess you would call a double shift where they go from their unpaid placement, seven, eight hours of their unpaid placement, and then go straight to paid work. And there are some students that are getting a real minimal amount of sleep at night before they go back to their unpaid placement again the next morning um, because that's what they need to do to survive. Um, we also have stories of people, you know, not being able to have summer breaks because, again, they need to just go straight back into working so they can save for their placement. And then we also have a number of stories coming in of people who have been sent to their placements, which are supposed to be these incredible learning experiences, and have found that they're actually not there for that. And the organisations that are supposed to be supervising them are really just using them for unpaid labour, which is a real failure of our universities to ensure that the students are actually getting what they're supposed to be getting, which is a learning experience.
Yeah, some really important stuff. Um, so on a on a lighter note, I, I found it very interesting that the campaign like has been um, has um, asked for and uh, like asked Sam Wallman to do the art for it. He's a very high profile visual artist who yeah. I've recently seen like um, he's done a lot of high profile media and communications for Rafwu. Um, why, like, did you decide to reach out for Sam and, like, make that work such a central part of, like, your comm strategy? Like, because I'm really seeing, like, his sort of stuff everywhere in a lot of the campaigns I've been following. Yeah, well, so it was actually suggested to me by a friend. Um, the sort of first images that we used were really just made by myself on um, Canva for free with very little design. Style, um, but I really wanted to get up a page anyway, so I thought it's okay. We'll maybe do something a bit later. Um, and then a friend of mine, um, Imogen, had used his um, work before and had got him to design things for a Sydney University event called Radical Education Week. And she said, you know, he was really um, keen to do it and was actually also, like, really good with prices um, and was able to sort of, because he really cares about these things, um, so yeah, I just I have seen his work before with yeah, as you said, Rafu Stop It Stopadani. Um so I just sent him an email and I was like, Hey look, this is the campaign that we're doing. Um what do you think? Would you be able to do some work for it? Um and we got some money from the UCSRC education department and um yeah, it was amazing to be able to work with him and just sort of tell him a little bit about what we wanted to get across. Um and, yeah, he came up with some amazing art that I think um, really encapsulates sort of the spirit of the campaign but also just is a really um, amazing visual for the page, which is great. Awesome. Well, we'll be back with Georgia in just a moment after these community announcements. Summertime. Summertime brings wine. Pass me my Prosecco. Out on the patio. This year's delicious radical radio wines are generously sponsored by Breast's Winery in the Harcourt Valley. Specially priced at only $20 a bottle and even cheaper by the dozen or half dozen. You can order via phone or online and collect it from 3CR during business hours up until noon on Tuesday, the 24th of December. Perfect as a gift. Or to fill a raised glass to toast 3CR. Call the station during business hours on 9419 8377 to order or go to 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Breast Wines is a 3CR supporter. And we're back uh, with Georgia Mantle um, from the Students Against Unpaid Placements campaign. Um, discussing, yeah, this situation, which is, I can speak from personal experience, something that really impacts both our media landscape, but also like the future of um, Australia, because a lot of these industries are the ones who um, are the backbone of our country. Um, So first off, um, first off, jumping back into it, Georgia, um, Mm -hmm. often political support is especially crucial for getting wins in these sort of campaigns. And really a lot of the media strategy goes into trying to leverage and create that support. So what are the positions of political parties on unpaid placements and what um, interactions has the campaign had with them so far? 
Yeah, so um, at the beginning, it was definitely clear that I would have to sort of um, do some engagement with different political parties. Um, and that's something that I'm starting to reach out and develop now. Um, it's quite interesting in terms of how the different parties view unpaid internships versus unpaid placements. Um, and there is this distinguished difference. Um, we've seen the Labor Party recently announce a lot of investigations into wage theft and wanting to even have, um, I believe, a Senate inquiry into wage theft, which is obviously fantastic. But it's actually quite clear that the two major political parties actually don't view unpaid placements as wage theft. They do believe that these are learning experiences and therefore don't actually come under the category of illegal or unfair, which I think is really disappointing. Um, that being said, um, I have reached out to a number of unions um, and I'm really happy that I'm going to be in the next month or so having various meetings with some labour unions and trying to see what ways we can engage those in this campaign. Mm. Yeah, like I think that's interesting because I was next going to ask you about, like obviously I've done quite a few unpaid placements in the media and researching mm -hmm. for this show, all of the investigations, I mean obviously a lot of them did talk about placements but the overriding thing that got the most coverage was people doing placements in for journalism, communications, yeah. um, those, that, uh, those sort of fields. Why do you think that is? Because obviously, yeah, like those are the things that political parties are offering solutions on now. Why do they tend to dominate the conversation? I think because to start talking about the placements that I'm sort of talking about, which is things that teachers do, social workers, nurses, pretty much every healthcare professional, it's huge. And as soon as they start talking about it and talking about the fact that it's unfair on these students, they will begin to realise that whole health industries are propped up by so much unpaid labour. And I think that's a really daunting thing to have to address. I think that's one part of it. And I think another part of it is really the ongoing silence of students within this field. We've had, um, even from America, the United Kingdom, more talk about these sort of optional placements that are now starting to be introduced into universities and people are questioning their worth. Whereas it's always been widely accepted that placements and practical experience for things like teaching, nursing, social work is actually really essential. And I think it's really important to say that our campaign is not saying at all that these placements aren't essential, quite the opposite. Um, they're very valued as learning experiences by a majority of students. But there is the fact that they still do put that incredible burden on students. Um, but, yeah, so I think the way in which um, universities have moved to try and encourage more internships from places that previously you might have just been able to learn those skills in the classroom, whereas health has always said that you really do need this hand-on experience to be able to work within that field. And I think there's been a much more long-running acknowledgement that a lot of the media industry today is built on unpaid labour. Um, Absolutely. So a lot of the um, investigations and coverage of this issue um, tended to highlight how women 
are much more likely mm-hmm. to do unpaid placements or internships. Um, yeah, did you want to expand on that? Because I thought it was interesting how there's such a gendered dimension, whereas, for example, engineering, a lot of the people who were spoken to by the media, it was noted that their placements are often paid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a class of, I think, about 90 people, and I think there's five men in that. And that's pretty consistent across social work, across nursing, across teaching, across occupational therapy. Um, you see these health industries and these industries that require unpaid placements are incredibly dominated by women. And I think a lot of the labour that we do within these fields of social work, of nursing, are still heavily gendered and considered very much women's work in the way in which they use skills like caring. Um, I think that it is something that needs to be taken into consideration because, as we know, like the gender pay gap is a real thing. And if we're starting off that, students in male-dominated areas get paid while they're at uni and students in female-dominated areas don't, I think that's a clear issue. Something, another angle of communication I think that's really interesting to look at that this is, is like obviously university marketing is so Mm -hmm. like a new age and like all focused about like the new sort of experiences for students and a lot of their Mm. marketing is now really heavily pushing like um, built-in unpaid placements into more and more degrees like these restructured new age degrees like it's going to be an expectation that no matter what you study you do some form of unpaid placement and that's actually part of their marketing strategy whereas like we know from like student surveys and stuff like that that students don't feel supported during these placements like why do you think there's such a disconnect when they're like pushing it to advertise the institutions but then yeah there's not the actual investment students need to get through them yeah well it's cheap for universities right they um might teach like so for my placement we have class every second week for a few hours um and sure you know there's administration costs and organizing costs that go into that but ultimately, for a lot of students, they're paying over $700, if not more. Um, my placement unit actually costs $3,000 this semester to really go out and work for free. And a lot of the time, you might have a small piece of writing to do or reflect your journal. But I think universities have really realised that they can actually make a lot of money by just having these units as a requirement, having students enrol in them. and really not even having to have a number of um, tutors involved. They might just have to have one staff member master work. And, yeah, I think that they've realised that they've, you know, sort of cracked a goldmine a little bit with the model of these internship Mm. units. Well, just to finish off, how can our listeners support the campaign? Well, it would be great if um, your listeners could um, get on Facebook and like the Students Against Unpaid Placements um, Facebook page. We're also always happy to get some messages um, if people have anything that they think they could offer, any connections to political parties or unions. Um, As you said, it's very much a grassroots campaign and so a lot of us are still trying to work out how we're going to keep doing this and getting the message out there. But any support we can get um, through liking our Facebook page would be much appreciated. Georgia, thank you so much for um, being on the show.
Thank you. Well, that was Georgia Mantle from Students Against Unpaid Placements speaking about the need for reform and um, how it's all been playing out in the media. And that's all from Communication Mixed Down this week. Thanks once again to our special guest, Georgia. And don't forget, we'll be back next week at the same time, Mondays at 6pm. Let's go out with this track, Know Your Rights from The Clash. This is a public service announcement. <laughs>